Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is July 3rd. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block and next week we're going to be studying Doctrine and Covenants section 76. So just one section next week, but to be honest with you, I'm trying to figure out how to possibly fit all that doctrine into one week. That could be a month's worth of study or more. It's just absolutely incredible. It deals with the vision that Joseph Smith saw relating to the plan of salvation. And my friend, section 76 really is part of what separates our church from any other Christian religion. Our belief in the plan of salvation, what it means to know where we come from, why we're here and where we're going is just a truth and a doctrine that I feel like I take for granted. So many people wander in the world today not understanding those basic truths. And when we don't understand those things, it changes the way we think and act. And so I'm so grateful for those truths, and I'm excited to study them with you. But for now, let's finish up this week by taking a look at some verses in section 75. Section 75 is given to the elders of the church, those who are going out and preaching and doing the things that they are needing to do to build God's kingdom. So let's just start in verse one and take a look all the way through verse five. Starting in verse one, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I who speak even by the voice of my spirit, even Alpha and Omega, your Lord and your God. So again, The Lord is saying, listen up, this is who I am, here are my credentials, just like he does in a lot of the sections. And then he goes on and says, hearken, O ye who have given your names to go forth to proclaim my gospel and to prune my vineyard. Behold, I say unto you that it is my will that you should go forth and not tarry, neither be idle, but labor with your might, lifting up your voices as with the sound of a trump proclaiming the truth according to the revelations and commandments which I have given you. And thus, if ye are faithful, ye shall be laden with many sheaves and crowned with honor and glory and immortality and eternal life. Now there is a lot to love in those verses. But let's take a look at verse 2 where it says, Hearken, O ye who have given your names to go forth to proclaim my gospel and to prune my vineyard. I love this idea of giving our name to the work that we're doing. We don't do it anonymously, but we say, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing because this is what I believe. It reminds me of Elder Holland's famous talk where he talks about the Book of Mormon. It's called Safety for the Soul. And in that, he talks about his testimony of the Book of Mormon and of Joseph Smith. And then he says something that I think goes along with this idea of giving your name to go forth and to proclaim the gospel. He says, Now I didn't sail with the brother of Jared in crossing an ocean, settling in a new world. I did not hear King Benjamin speak his angelically delivered sermon. I did not proselyte with Alma and Amulek, nor witness the fiery death of innocent believers. I was not among the Nephite crowd who touched the wounds of the resurrected Lord, nor did I weep with Mormon and Moroni over the destruction of an entire civilization. But my testimony of this record and the peace it brings to the human heart is as binding and unequivocal as was theirs. Like them, I give my name unto the world to witness unto the world that which I have seen. And like them, I lie not, 
God bearing witness of it. I ask that my testimony of the Book of Mormon and all that it implies, given today under my own oath and office, be recorded by men on earth and angels in heaven. I have always loved that testimony that he gave and that he has given his name as a testament of his belief. He wanted it known, his belief, and he attached his name and his oath and his office to that testimony. It makes me think of our own elders and sisters. They go forth. They wear those missionary name tags, and the very top of that is the name that they give to the world of the message that they teach, starting with their own given name, Elder Smith or Sister Call, followed by the name of Jesus Christ. And each of us, through our actions and our beliefs and our testimonies, can also give our names to the proclaiming of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then it goes on and it says, and to prune my vineyard. Now, this one was interesting to me because oftentimes when we think of pruning the vineyard, we think of the parables that have been given about the vineyard being the church or the world and pruning and pulling out the good and weeding out the bad and different things like that. But what I was thinking of is a lot more personal. Here, all these elders are going forth to preach the gospel. They're putting forth their name for their testimonies of the gospel, and they're asked to prune the vineyard. Now, yes, that applies to the world and the church and all of that, but let's take it a little more personally. If we are to serve in the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we are to represent Jesus Christ, then perhaps that vineyard needs to become a vineyard of one, rather than looking at it as an entire world or an entire church. What's my own personal vineyard? My husband and I bought our house about three years ago, and when we bought it, there was a huge, huge apricot tree and a huge apple tree in the backyard. When we first looked at that apricot tree, it looked like about half of it was dead, and the apple tree still looks like half of it is dead. But what we learned is that as we could cut away the dead parts, as we could get rid of the parts that didn't bear fruit or that weren't useful to the tree, it made the rest of the tree more fruitful, more capable more able to bear good things. Now, my friends, as we seek to serve the Lord, as we seek to represent him and to help bring others to him, perhaps the Lord is telling us that we need to prune our own vineyard, that we need to look within and to cut out the bad, to find those dead spots in our vineyard, to get rid of them so that more fully the living branches can bring forth good things. Once we were able to cut back all the dead pieces of tree, once we were able to get rid of all those dead branches and all the the bad parts of the tree, the good tree was then beautiful and it was able to bring forth more fruit than we wanted, actually. (laughs) My neighbors can testify of that. We're constantly trying to get rid of our apricots. But as we serve in God's kingdom, and as we try to live in God's kingdom even, it becomes a constant task for us to look inward. And to find those dead areas or those dead branches that don't serve us, that don't bring us closer to the Lord, that don't help us bring forth good fruit, and to cut those things out of our lives. And that, my friends, is a lifetime pursuit. Elder Bednar once said, Indeed, the essence of the gospel of Jesus Christ entails a fundamental and permanent change in our very nature, made possible through our resilience upon the merits and mercy and grace of the Holy Messiah. As we choose to follow the master, we choose to be changed, to be spiritually reborn. Line upon line and precept upon precept, 
gradually and almost imperceptibly, our motives, our thoughts, our words, and our deeds become aligned with the will of God. Now, my other favorite part of these verses that we read is in verse 5. The Lord commands them to teach, to go forth, and to bear record. And then he says, And thus, if ye are faithful, ye shall be laden with many sheaves, and crowned with honor, and glory, and immortality, and eternal life. Now, my friends, we don't do what we do because we hope for an eternal reward. Hopefully, we do what we do because we love God. We want to serve him. We want to become more like him. Nevertheless, the promise is the same, that as we preach the gospel, as we live the gospel, and as we are faithful, God's blessing for us is eternal. In a talk called The Chartered Course of Education, Elder J. Reuben Clark was speaking specifically to seminary teachers, but I think that this is true of missionaries. It's true of parents as we try to teach our children. Ultimately, it's true of anyone who is trying to lead others to Christ. He says, How brilliant will be your crown of glory with each soul saved and encrusted jewel thereon. My friends, we have been given a glorious responsibility of helping bring others to Christ. The Savior has made us under shepherds with him. And as we prune our own vineyards and help bring others to him, the eternal promises to us are incredible. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.